going on everybody super excited to be joining you today me and jake have a ton to be able to talk about we are in the midst of what is a very very long uh, major league baseball season and specifically these hot atlanta braves but also cold atlanta braves jake I, I'm, I'm curious we're going to talk through a, a few different things but you know the month of may we started off i went back and looked at the podcast earlier this month and we talked about how this team can get even better and I still believe that. I'm curious on your thoughts now, but I still believe that this team is not the, their best their best selves. Um, however, you know, the month of May was a tough stretch of games. I'm just curious on how you're feeling today. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, some mixed emotions trying to stay positive, glass half full. Um, really tough schedule a uh, couple weeks in May. Um, and I think that we treaded the water pretty well. As bad as it feels like the guys have been playing, we're still up a decent bit in the division. And the closest competitor is the Miami Marlins, which is encouraging. However, it's just uh, battling the injuries and a lot of road games, I feel like, lately. I know we had a big homestead there for a minute, but it, it was a bit of a weird month. Um as we know, they just wrapped up the series against Oakland today, which they ended the series with a win, but lost that series. Joey, Oakland had won 10 games all year going into this series. I'm not one to make excuses, but we did have a Sunday night game. Flew across the country for not an afternoon game, but a 5 o'clock local time game out there. So, bit of a brutal um circumstance but you know you can't you can't make excuses you've got to keep going and you got to keep fighting and you got to go out there and get the wins you can't be making excuses over travel or over schedule so a frustrating series for sure but i may uh have a short memory move on to the next go and play who do we have coming up um well we yeah. got arizona and we've got new york arizona. yeah um, but I wanted to go back because, you know, while the month of May was, um, it wasn't a good month, but it definitely could have been worse. You know, we had 15 wins, 14 losses. So you finish above 500, even though, man, it really hurts that a couple of these you should have not lost. Um, you know, just to kind of do a recap of this month, it started off weird. If you remember, right, we were back in New York, um, against the Mets with all that rain and we ended up having a double header. We split those. And then you go on a, a streak down in Miami. We just take care of business against the Marlins. You know, it, it's interesting to me, and I'm sure all the listeners would agree, if you've been following the Braves for the last few years, the division is really won against the Miami Marlins. If you beat the Marlins, which the Braves have done very, very well, then you win the division. I mean, that's pretty much how it's happened. And, you know, you look and your Mets and your Phillies have struggled against the Marlins. And so they, they went on a streak against them and then you come back home you play baltimore and boston 
Uh, you win, you know, basically what three out of five against them, and then you get killed up in Toronto. Um, you go to Texas, you take two out of three there, and then it was just a weird homestand. You have two out of three against Seattle. You take one out of three against the Dodgers, who are not a good Dodgers team. And I know some people will be screaming at me right now, but they are not a good Dodgers team. They're okay. They've got talent. They're going to be there in October. But to me, they're not a scary Dodgers team like in years past. And then you you play Philadelphia. You split with them in a four-game series, which you take, you know, nine out of ten times. And then you go out to Oakland, and we were texting before the series started. And we were like, man, we could really – you know, in the division or in this week, high up in the division, we could end, you know, seven games up. And then you lose the first two against a terrible A's team. I mean, a terrible A's team. And then you squeak by with a 4-2 win today. I just, it was a weird month of May. Um, I think it's one that we're not really going to remember as long as we take care of business moving forward. But, you know, you finish above 500, I guess you take it um, with a tough schedule with what we had. And then you move on. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. We, as Braves fans, expect so much out of this team. And 15 and 14 on the month, finishing above 500, it still feels almost, I don't want to say a failure, but just, you know, short of what it should have been, which I think is good. I think it's, I don't think it's an overreaction to to say that. I think it's good to feel that way with where this team is at. And I think anyone in baseball will tell you that they should have had a better month. But I think we'll be fine. It's a really, really easy month coming up, Joey. But I want to dive into that later and discuss kind of the weaknesses that we're seeing right now. Some specific players, but also some um, specific aspects of this team. So where, where do you want to start with that? Where are you seeing some weaknesses? Well, I mean, it's pretty easy to – I would have said Ozuna was about two days away from being DFA'd, and then he went crazy in Miami. Um, and so you can't really say that Marcelo Ozuna is weakness anymore, even though uh, I found out right before this podcast from you that he went – he's went 0 for 21. Is that what you said? What did you say? Um, I didn't get to watch the whole game today, so I don't know if he got a hit, but I believe he was 1 for 20 this series against Oakland. Giuseppe's or one for his last 20 didn't have a hit against Oakland this whole time pretty brutal pretty brutal stretch for Marcel and I really would hate to see another three for 80 something he went over four today he went over four today yeah so I think he's one for his last 21 then really brutal to see from Marcel just when we thought he was heating up I think his at-bats have been better uh, whatever he did in Miami, I don't, I don't know if it was a confidence thing. I don't know, I don't know what's going on with him, but hopefully he can, you know, get some good abs going here and get back going. Because when he's able to produce in the middle part of the lineup, it is extremely, extremely helpful in that six hole, six seven hole somewhere around there. So hopefully he can get going again. Hopefully some more of the bats get hot. But man, when these guys get cold, they are cold. So obviously Marcel's struggling right now. Um, Riley and Olsen, or sorry, Riley and Murphy just came off a very hot stretch. Riley was on a 13-game hitting streak. Murphy was on a 10-game hitting streak, which is the highest of his career so far. And we're seeing more of the same from Matt Olsen, just pretty much a true three-outcome player. 
you know, he's either going to get watched, strike out, or homer, pretty much. So, we obviously love the the Matteo bombs, but, man, if he can just kind of figure out how to get the bat to the ball better, and uh, obviously when he does that, he barrels it and it goes 500 feet, but what I'm talking about is just kind of limiting the strikeouts a little bit, because, man, he is uh, striking out quite a bit, but... Yeah, what else? What else do you have? What else is on your mind? Yeah, um, I mean, speaking of Olson, like we're not going to harp on it too much. The dude has 17 home runs; he's yep. incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, you talk about Uzuna, uh, and then you look at Michael Harris. You know, I mean, I think that it's a sophomore slump. If you asked anybody last year when the tides really started to turn for the Atlanta Braves, it was when Michael Harris the second got called up. You know, and he is the present he is the future in center field he's not going anywhere specifically because of his glove if you remember last year before he got called up the center field was abysmal i mean it was awful and for him out there i mean do you pay for the glove first and then you get whatever you can at bat remember that's what we're expecting last year when he came up and so i think he's working on things you're starting to see he's getting more barrels on the ball um you're starting to see the exit velo a little be a little bit higher so I think he's right around the corner and, you know, from what Kevin Seitzer has said, from what, you know, the buzz is around the clubhouse, I guess you kind of got to say those things as well. So you just never know what's true and what's not. Um, but I think, I think he's right around it and they've got Chipper working with him. Um, and so, I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's a sophomore slump there. He was also out for a few weeks with that back injury. And I think that's, that's big, you know, when you don't have your timing and everything, um, so I think Michael Harris is there, and then, you know, we can get into uh, the awful Atlanta Braves bullpen if, if you'd like, but but we can also just continue to to harp on some of the players. I, there's not – it's really difficult because you can go down the list, and if these guys don't hit three for four or four for four every night, then Atlanta Braves fans go crazy. I think the struggle is is that so many, so many times they have been – hot all at once they have 20 hits in a game against philadelphia and then they get very cold all at once and i think you're just looking for hey when this guy's going it's okay for these other guys not to be but man when this offense is going crazy it's going crazy but when it's cold like you said it's cold and we're seeing a lot of guys jump into slumps at, at the same time and that's that's scary for me with a team that's supposed to be competing for a world championship yeah man uh definitely to expand a little bit about Mike, you know, Michael Harris II is way too talented of a player to be this bad, in my opinion. I do agree him being out with the back and then going out with the jamming his knee. Baseball is a hard sport. It's even harder when you get out of your groove, man. And him having to sit out some games, come back, sit out some games, come back, that's really hard because the season does not slow down. It's not the NFL. You don't get a week of practice to wean back in before your game this is an everyday pretty much grind so i i understand it i'm being patient with mike his at bats are looking better the exit velo is looking better and i know that he'll get there the glove is playing robbed that homer the other night which was beautiful uh yeah man i think mike's gonna get there he'll be fine just getting back in his groove and way too talented of a coaching staff way too talented of a player to stay in this slump all season I don't think he's going to have years like he did last year a lot where he's hitting, you know, 300 on the year. I just don't think that's the kind of player that he is. But I think we all know 
Michael Harris the second can be better than what he is. But let's um let's finish being pessimistic. Let's finish being pessimistic with the bullpen, like you said. So let's talk about the bullpen real quick, and then I want to move into the positives and uh, give a lot of guys praise from this past month and treading just this tough schedule. So, Joey, talk talk to me about the bullpen, man. Um, not good, not good vibes out there in the bullpen. You know, um, you know, let's start, let's start with the the excitement first, um, because there's very little in the Atlanta Braves bullpen of excitement right now. Um, I don't get excited when some of these guys come out. You know, Jesse Chavez has been nails. Dude has been solid um, throughout this year. And it's interesting because he's one of our older guys, um, if not the oldest guy on the team. Um, but dude's been solid. I mean, there, there's no way around it. But then you see some of these guys come in and you just get nervous, you know. Um, I think some of these bullpen games really, uh, I don't know, messed with their psyche or it made some of these guys go down. But like Dylan Lee <laughs> got got put on the 15 day um and then you have you know some of these guys like who are supposed to be the quote-unquote new night shift um aj mentor you got rossell iglesias you got McHugh. um those guys specifically have been some of the issues for this team i mean they're just you know they're they're not pitching around barrels guys are teeing them up and even if they're outs they're very very loud outs uh, we saw in oakland where iglesias should have came in and just shut it down we saw him walk, not be able to find a feel for the ball. And then, yeah, there was that error with Riley at third. But then, I mean, it, you can't put yourself in that position. And then A.J. Minter, man, anytime I see him warming up, it just makes me nervous. And I know that these guys, you got to continue to put them out there because that's what we got and it is what it is. But it would not shock me if the bullpen is a main, main, main um, problem that Alex Anthopoulos wants to address at the trade deadline. Um, but also, you talk about panic moves at times. I, I think the Braves made a panic move with somebody that they recently called up. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'll, get, I'll give my two cents about the bullpen situation. Uh, obviously, the expectations on this bullpen have not even come to par very subpar uh when meeting the expectations mentor especially man i don't know if it was a if it's a psyche thing if his arm is messed up i don't know what's going on with him man but you know he had to come in and close at the beginning of the season and like i said baseball is a very very mental sport so i don't know if it messed him up too much pressure and he's just lost his confidence at this point. I don't know what's going on with Rysel. Man, didn't give up a run for us since the trade deadline last year, and he just he hasn't wowed me at all. I, I'm not sure if there's been a single start, maybe one or two, or not a start, but a appearance, um, maybe maybe two all season from Rysel where he's just been locked down. He just doesn't look, you know, dominant, which is very unfortunate. Joe Jimenez is another guy that's figuring it out, and I think he is one of the guys that is getting better. Um, but yeah, man, uh, a lot of uncertainty. McHugh has has been rocky, but Chavez has been so good. But yeah, let's let's talk about that move that you were uh, you were bringing up. So for those who don't know, I believe a couple days ago, the Braves designated for assignment Lucas Lipke, which I thought was a very interesting move. We called up AJ Smith Schauber. 
for those who don't know or don't keep up or anything with the prospect uh, pipeline, uh, he's 20 years old. This guy is 20 years old. He has pitched 110 professional baseball innings, which is unreal. So before 110 professional baseball innings, he was throwing in high school, to put that into perspective for everyone. So just this season, he worked his way up from single A to double A to triple A to now the MLB. So this kid's legit. He's been very good in the minors, and hopefully the development will be fine with him while he's throwing in the big leagues. I'm not sure how much we'll see of him. But I don't know if I would call it a panic move putting a 20-year-old into the bullpen and DFAing Lucas Lutke. My thing is he just came back from an injury, and I want to say he threw twice, and we dropped him. Now, I'm interested to see if he gets picked up, but I think this injury could have been more severe than we thought. And we're cutting ties because we we really don't have time to waste or, you know, rehab another left-handed pitcher. I believe he's left-handed. But we already have Dylan Lee, man, that's that's out. We're missing him. He's been pretty solid this year. So it's it's certainly tough. It's been a it's been a rough year for these Braves pitchers, man. Um, I don't really know what the answer is. I, I agree with you. I think uh, this trade deadline, Double A is going to be working and maybe getting some more arms for the bullpen. Hopefully that works out. He usually makes it work out somehow. But man, it's been it's been pretty brutal. It's been really brutal. Uh, and we've probably thrown away a few games because of this bullpen specifically. Yeah. No, I mean, we for sure have. <laughs> I mean, we just witnessed it yesterday. Right. And, you know, it's amazing because last year, what you know, with the amount of games that we won, you can go back and look at Kenley Jansen. He gave up probably twelve or thirteen games right so the man to have a strong bullpen that really does make a world of difference but every team struggles with these so i'm not saying that the braves are the only ones it's just the expectations have been unmet i think you said it perfectly when you get projected to have the highest war for your bullpen in the entire major leagues and then you come out and you perform like this that's just a struggle. That, that That's hard for us as Braves fans to to take in. Now, they're going to give up some runs. It's baseball. It's life. But my goodness, um, that's been rough. So, But, you know, it's crazy because even with all of that, even with all of that, Jake, we're still up by four and a half games at the time of this podcast. If the Mets were to beat the Phillies tonight, we'd be up by four games. If the Marlins wouldn't be, be up by four games, they lose. Obviously, we're up by five games. So we're still up by four and a half games um, at this point. We've got a big June coming, um, but one thing that we forgot to mention is that Michael Soroka is back with the Atlanta Braves. He pitched really, really well. How, what did you think of his performance? Man, I don't think I could be happier for a guy. Joey, he hasn't pitched in nearly three years. Over like I think it was like a thousand days or something like that. Man, for him to even do average is massive for him pretty much having to relearn all of his mechanics and start from scratch, more or less. This is this one of the hardest sports in the world at the highest level. And he didn't play it for years, and he's having to work his way back. But, man, uh, I was very pleased with what I saw from him. His his stuff looked good, looked really good. He's never been a flamethrower-type guy, but his stuff is just so good. Uh, you know, he's not going to give you a ton of Ks all the time, but he did his job. In my opinion, I think he made a couple mistakes. One of those being the 
the homer that he gave up, which is tough. It happens. You know, on that fantastic game, you're going to miss some of your pitches. Sometimes the hitters are going to capitalize. Sometimes they won't. But in this case, they did. So I'm I'm really hoping to see more out of him. I liked how long they let him go, uh, how well he looked, how well he handled pressure. So I'm very excited for for the future of Michael Soroka. And uh, I think he's going to give us some more starts to come. But, man, couldn't be happier for the guy. Very excited for him. I think the entire baseball world, not just Braves country, is excited for him and glad to have him back after the three Achilles surgeries and the two tears. Man, it's crazy. Crazy, yeah. Um, and, you know, I texted you that night, and I was like, Jake, if if everything goes according to plan, right, you get Kyle right back, you get Max Freed back, everybody's good. If you look at how August and September leading into the playoffs, you could have Max Freed, you could have Spencer Strider, you could have Charlie Morton, you could have Kyle Wright, Bryce Elder, right? Don't forget about Bryce. And then you could have Michael Soroka. I'm not saying we're going to go with six six man rotation, but if they're all clicking, it it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing in the world. So, you know, obviously we hope that Kyle gets back and that shoulder can get taken care of. Um, it looks like Max Freed is is getting closer, right? Um, I mean, it's not going to be anytime soon, but it looks like he's getting closer. But man, it, it would be so nice to have such a rested, you know, Max Freed, Spencer Strider, and Charlie Borton leading into the playoffs. And um, you might call me crazy, but I think Bryce Elder might be that fourth starter. <laughs> I think he might be that fourth starter over everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about Bryce real quick. I think, obviously, not performance-wise, he's thrown great, but in the context of losing two incredible starting pitching arms for a uh, long period of time, Bryce Elder has been an answered prayer, the team MVP for the season so far. Man, oh man, has he been incredible. He's so composed. His stuff has looked great. He's been he's been phenomenal. His ERA isn't he leading the MLB in ERA right now? I know he's he's leading the National League. Is he leading all of the MLB or something like that? It's, he is leading all of Major League Baseball in earned run average. The dude is an animal. He's an animal, Jake. It's it's unreal. It is absolutely unreal the way this guy got sent down to AAA in the middle of spring training while fighting for that fifth starter spot at the time. And he just kept working, just kept working, waited for another opportunity, which he's on the record saying that, you know, just wait for the next opportunity and go out there and show him what you got, which he did. And he has continued to do. He's been nothing short of phenomenal. So hopefully he can continue that at this point. It's not a fluke. He has played actual teams and he's looked incredible. So Bryce Elder has been really, really good team MVP thus far, uh, with context, of course, with being the other pitchers going down. But, man, Bryce should get all the praise and hopefully he can continue it. I'd, I'd love for him to continue leading the uh, league in ERA. So we'll see how he does uh, throughout this month. But, man, he has really impressed me. Yeah, no, he definitely has. And, you know, we do have a June coming up. Obviously, we're – starting June in Arizona on June 2nd. We have the first off. Uh, 
Arizona, if you remember last year, that's where the the big team meeting was. The behind the closed door, Brian Snicker telling everybody to, you know, get their act together. <laughs> We're a better ball club than this. Um, I don't know if he'll have a behind the closed door meeting with them. Um, I think this team definitely, definitely, definitely knows um, who they, you know, they're still trying to figure out who they are, but they know what they can do. And obviously these things need to get fixed, but they know it's June. They know that it's a long month. We don't have any Atlanta reporter. You and me aren't saying that, you know, the, the NL East is oh, oh, over, right? Like we're not saying that. Um, we'll save that for the Mets fans and the Mets reporters. Um, we know how long of a baseball, you know, a baseball season can be. And this team, it still has everything in front of them, but it is nice to be up four and a half games heading into June. That's something nice that this team has not given its fans and not given itself over the last couple of years. And so it is nice to see that. But yeah, we have a few series coming up. We have Arizona. We've got the New York Mets. It's a big series that's at home here in Truist Park. It's the Mets' first time here at Truist this year. It's going to get loud. It's going to be rocking. They've got a bobblehead night <laughs> happening Wednesday. I'll be in the house for And so they've got a big, big series for that. Then they have the Nationals. And here's the deal. We know this. The Nationals can sneak up on the Braves. They really can. No matter how bad they are, they can sneak up on the Braves. And so the Braves are going to have to handle business. Then they go off to Detroit and they come back home for Colorado, uh, Philadelphia. And then they they play the Reds, the Twins, and the Miami Marlins to finish up the the month of June. Um, what do you feel about these series? What, what are you thinking? Um, I, the Arizona Diamondbacks are a good team. They are a very good team. And so what are you thinking? How, how are you feeling? What do you think the vibes are in the clubhouse? Just kind of give me an, an overall feeling um, heading into the month of June for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. So the vibes that I'm getting are, hey, we won today. It sucks. We lost two to possibly the worst baseball team ever in the MLB. And that's not an exaggeration. They're on track to be the worst baseball team of all time <laughs> since since the 162 game schedule. But anyways. I think it's a let's keep trucking type thing. And I think this team will keep trucking. What this schedule says to me for this month, it's it is a big opportunity to go up big in the in the division. When you've got the Mets, the Phillies, the Marlins, and the Nationals on your schedule in one month, that tells me you have a solid chance to gain some ground in the division and uh, you know, make that lead even even longer, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The the D backs, they're they're a good team. They, kudos to them for drafting all their talent, making the right moves. They're they're playing good ball right now, and I I enjoy watching them. They're they're a fun team. They I enjoy them. Uh, I'm excited for this series. I think we can get back on track after the rest day tomorrow, and uh, get some good starts out of you know Charlie and Spencer, and uh, I think we'll. We'll write the ship. We, we It is a fairly easy month. Just, man, win the games you're supposed to win. Win the series you're supposed to win. Uh, beat the Mets, dude. Beat the Mets at home. We we got to start playing better at home. We have not been good at home at all. Um, you know, the Nationals are the Nationals, like you said. I completely agree they can sneak up on the Braves. We've seen it this season. It's it's pretty wild, actually. It's very strange. Uh, Detroit, not a great team. They, they've been playing better ball, but not a they're not a good baseball team. Rockies kind of in that category too. Phillies, in my opinion, in that same category with the Rockies and uh, the Tigers. Honestly, they're they're not a great team. Kyle Schwarber's hitting like 160. Not not good. 
They're not playing great ball. Uh, Trey Turner has not been playing good, but I'm glad they spent all that money on him. Good for Trey. Uh, they're they're just not great. Uh, I don't think they'll even make a wild card this year. Uh, the Reds also aren't a great team in the middle of a rebuild. Take care of business against them. That's another team that can sneak up on you. Twins. Uh, you know the Twins are interesting. the The AL mid is mid. Like they're not great. They're they're actually pretty bad. Uh, I want to say the the top team would be like last in the AL East right now. The AL East is going insane. Uh, but yeah, the Twins are are one of those teams that you know things sneak up on you. They've got a couple dogs that can come out and you know give you six shutties. Uh, and then you know of course with like Correa and uh, you know a few more of those guys up in Minnesota, man. Um, you just don't know. You just don't know what what team you're gonna get with them. And then of course wrapping up the year, your Miami Marlins, go fish go yeah um and wrapping up the month right yeah yeah. i think that it's pretty interesting on how this is going to go i mean you got a three three game series in arizona i think you if you get two out of three there you you look at this and you go okay we're good we went three and three on the road trip not exactly how we thought we would go three and three but we went three and three on the road trip um uh, take two out of three against new york you take three out of three against Washington, three out of three against Detroit. You get, you know, two out of two, two out of four against Colorado, just because four game series. I'm all about to get two wins. Um, and then, yeah, you go to Philadelphia, you go to Cincinnati, uh, and then you, you know, play three against Minnesota and you got a three game series against Miami. I mean, I could easily see this team. There's no reason why they don't finish above 500 again. And there's no reason why they, they don't get close to 20 wins um, this month. Uh, I, I just, if they play ball the way that they can play ball, they they should be able to accomplish all the goals that they want to do. But the month of June is going to be big because if you allow the Mets to come in and take you out, if you allow the Phillies to come in and take you out, you lose a couple to the Nationals, and then you you see Miami, the the division could could shrink on you very very quickly. And so this month is a is an odd month in that way. And we haven't you know we haven't seen the Mets as much, we haven't seen the Phillies as much. And so I think for us. As a as as a Braves team, you need to be able to go in and have those uh, that mindset. So um, there's that. Well, to hey to end this, I wanted to get your question. I think ours is, is similar, but I'm curious for the listeners: who is your team MVP after two months? And before you answer, the reason I ask this question is because it should be very obvious. But I saw on Twitter that somebody said Austin Riley was their Atlanta Braves MVP after two months of the season. Now. I love Austin Riley. Austin Riley would tell you that he has not performed to the level that he can perform. But somebody said that Austin Riley was was my MVP. That's what they said. So so who is your MVP, Jake? You know, I touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, with the context and the way that the starting pitching has been, Bryce Elder is the team MVP. But just straight up performance-wise, Ronald Cunha is not only the team MVP, he is the league MVP. Yeah, league. Not just NL, league. He is the best player in baseball right now. And he is doing stuff every night that is must-see TV. It, it's incredible what he's doing. And we're taking it so for granted. But, man, I am so glad that guy is on our team. Just incredible. Five-tool player. We're seeing crazy stuff every day. Stolen bases. He, he's at 23 I believe after today, he's at 23 stolen bases on the year. He's projected to have like 
60 something, which is unreal. He will be possibly the only player in history to have 60 stolen bases and 30 home runs. Unreal. He's hitting over 300. I think he's hitting like 320, 324, something like that. Has the 23 stolen bases. OPS is in the 900s. I mean, man, this guy is crazy. I think it's his best season yet. Hopefully he can keep it going. Hopefully he can stay healthy. But last year he was the the top voted NL All-Star, which he should be again. All-Star voting is out, by the way. Go vote five times a day for your Atlanta Braves. But what he's doing is incredible. It's so good for baseball, and it's great for the Atlanta Braves. Um, it's instant offense, Joey, with him leading off. It's it's really remarkable. But I'm going to assume you have the same answer. So I'll let you kind of talk about I him. I do. I do. I think Ronald Acuna is our team MVP. Um, when you're hitting, you know, close to 500 leading off games through two months of the season, when you um, – people – expect him to be on base every single time that he is up at the plate when when you get to that point in professional baseball where it's so difficult to hit it's pretty fascinating what you're able to do and the statistics back him up um you're starting to see major league baseball back him up on their twitter accounts and their instagram accounts you're starting to see you know espn talk about him like the way that they should have always talked about him so he is going to win the mvp this year if he stays healthy, it just is what it is. This is his year. And I think we will end up seeing Ronald Acuna win the MVP five times before he finishes his uh, career. I, I think that five times is the amount. Uh, he will go down as the LeBron James of Major League Baseball. Uh, how LeBron is going down as the GOAT in the NBA, uh, he will go down as the LeBron James, the king of Major League Baseball. I said it. Um I know that you believe that LeBron James is not the greatest basketball player to ever live, but he is. The statistics are what they are, and I think Ronald Acuna will go down as LeBron James of, of MLB. He will. All right. Strange comparison, but all right. Uh, yeah, Ronald's, Ronald's been really, really incredible. Very, very incredible. Man, uh, like I said, all-star voting. Go do it. Voted my guys today. Um, not all Braves. Not entirely biased, but man, if you look at Orlando Arcia compared to the other uh, NL shortstops, it's actually it's actually really good. He got my vote. You uh, mean Orlando Arcia hasn't allowed a ball to go straight through his legs? Well, you know, not everyone not everyone can get paid three hundred million to do that, man. I was gonna say it's all that money in his back. He, he must have not been able to get over. It's hard, you know. It's hard stealing money from Philadelphia. It's uh, really not, though, because they'll just give it to you not, and then man. still take L's. Oh, it's not, man. The poor the poor people of Philly. Bless them. Bless them. Man, well, I don't have anything else today. Uh, I'm in I'm in pretty good spirits despite the circumstances. The win felt good today. Felt, felt good to finally get a dub and get out of Oakland. <laughs> Please enjoy the rest of day tomorrow and, uh, you know, get, get rolling through this month. And like like we talked about, you know, it can go one way, it can go the other way. But there's a big opportunity here for the Braves to really separate themselves in the division. But there's also that opportunity for some of these teams. The, the Marlins, or the Marlins are trying to cook. There, but there's some, you know, there's some opportunities there for these teams uh, to to kind of catch up. So hopefully the Braves will come through, take care of business. Hopefully Charlie can figure some stuff out. Strider's been remarkable. He's 
the fastest to 100 strikeouts in a season since like 1890, which is unreal. Um, so he's like Ronald Acuna. You you expect things that aren't ordinary from Spencer Strider, like just like we expect the unordinary from Ronald Acuna. Like we expect the unordinary from Spencer Strider, and and the Braves are just so lucky. We're lucky, man. Like we are witnessing greatness every single night. It's incredible. Yeah, and this fan base takes a lot of it for granted. But you know, it's it's really something when you sit and look at the numbers and watch what these guys do. You can really appreciate their performances and their talents and the hard work that they put in uh we love the Braves <laughs> I think everyone knows so I'm excited uh I always hate off days but I'm glad they're getting one a little a little travel day uh hopefully they just head straight there today and rest up tomorrow maybe get some work in do some drills whatever uh j- just work on some stuff man you know don't don't let it get to your head but it's it's a mental game dude but, yeah, let's get some good starts out of these guys. Hopefully, Elder can stay consistent. Strider can stay uh, consistent. And, uh, you know, we can keep getting some good spot starts out of Schuster. And hopefully, I'm really excited to see more out of Soroka. I hope the bullpen can figure it out and the offense can just, you know, stay hot. It doesn't have to be the same guys every night. Um, but, you know, let's have some consistent offense. And I'd love to see some more base hits. I feel like a lot of our offense comes with uh, the long ball which is great and it's fun. I love it. But, uh, you know, I want to see some more guys getting base hits with runners in scoring position. I, I'd love that. Um, you got anything else to add before we get out of here? You're starting to sound like a Mets fan asking for more base hits. No. <laughs> the Mets, if I'm a Mets fan, I'd be asking for more wins. <laughs> Go ahead and cook. No, um, hey, like Jake said, make sure you're voting for the guys for, for the All-Star game. Um, yeah, put Orlando RC in there. He's having a great year. Uh, I think that'll be great. And then, man, yeah, as we begin to look ahead to the month of June, um, just getting excited for that. Uh, I am curious on your on who y'all's MVP is. So go ahead and talk through it if you're driving or you know at home listening to this, whatever. Talk through who your team MVP is, and uh, we'd love to be able to know about it. Shoot us a message if you can. Um, and then, as always, subscribe, like, do all the things to help get this. Uh, to your friends, share it with somebody. Say, hey, do you like Braves baseball? These guys do too, and and come and listen. Um, we would be a, we would love 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 for that to happen. This is so much fun for us to be able to chat about our Atlanta Braves. We love that, and so we're just so excited to be able to do it every single week. Yeah, absolutely. One thing you missed: uh, go check out the Twitter chopping about ball. We'd love to interact with you guys there, and uh, you know, send some memes about what's going on with the guys, and talk some trash on Twitter as as the fan bases do. So we'd love for you guys to come and follow us there and, uh, you know, chat around and troll some fan bases with us. It's a, it's a really good time. It's a lot of fun. So thank you guys for listening. Like Joey said, go and vote for the guys. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming by and chopping about ball.